72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio. AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-F-N's. Well, with all those insects uh, affecting the um, the ball game, I wish those birds had been there. <laughs> so charged church, mercy. <laughs> it's a Tuesday, folks. Sixty-seven degrees right now, headed up to eighty-four. There's also a mention of some light rain in the forecast today. And uh, it's just one of those things. Whatever it is, it's going to be right. The weather, and that's just the way it is. That's just the way it is, and that's the way it is. Walter <laughs> Concrete. 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 <laughs> He was a cool guy. All right. Well, today is August 23rd, folks. Good morning. Welcome. Uh, Hope you've enjoyed the morning entertainment and programming. Um, We'll try to do our best here, too. Today is National Ride the, the Wind Day. It's National Sponge Cake Day. And only three things listed today. National Cuban Sandwich Day. Um, I think all three things here listed are just fine. Mm-hmm. Have a little substance to them versus some of the ones we view and see. It's amazing what some of them are. But um, I have no problem with any of these. Mm-hmm. Cuban sandwich sounds pretty good. Oh, it is. It is. Ham, pork, cheese, pickles, mustard. Keep piling it on. Well, there's a lot of different variations. Yes, there are. And I do like Cuban food. Well, anyway, good morning. Today is August 23rd, as I mentioned. Let's see. What about historical events? In the year 79, Mount Vesuvius begins stirring on feast day of Vulcan, Roman god of fire. Of course, that went on, that uh, Mount Vesuvius went on to destroy Pompeii. Now, this is a bit unusual. Uh, but they have approximate date. Uh, you don't see that too often on this um, on this day.com website. We move on to the year 1305 when Scottish patriot William Wallace is executed for high treason by Edward of uh, Edward I of England that occurred at Smithfield, London. 1542, Rabbi Joseph Caro 
completes his commentary of Tur Code, T-U-R Code. I'm curious about that one. Um, year 1542, Rabbi Joseph Carroll completes his commentary of the Tur Code. Hmm. What is that? It is a... It looks like a tabular list of translations. Translations starting with the same letters. Turcode. I don't understand. Well, it sounds like someone, whoever was being referenced right there. Who Who is the person in reference? Rabbi Joseph Caro, C-A-R-O. Okay. Let's look him up, see what it says about that. I'm just curious. Joseph. C-A-R-O. Joseph Carl. Hmm. He was the author of the last great codification of Jewish law. The Beat, Yosef, and its popular analog. To this he is often referred to as the Hamekaber and as Moran. Which doesn't tell me a whole lot. No. Well, we made an effort. All right, let's move on. 1850, the U.S., uh, the first U.S. National Women's Rights Convention convenes that occurred in Worcester, Massachusetts. 1850. That's kind of cool. A long time ago. A few days ago, yes. 1942, the Battle of Stalingrad. It says 600 Luftwaffe planes bombed Stalingrad, killing 40,000 people. A year later, in 1943, the 50th day of the Battle of Kursk, the USSR, largest tank battle in history, ends with Russia's defeat of Germany. Over 10,000 tanks take part. Think of that. Nearly 250,000 combatants were killed. Wow. Um, I have my basic training folks at Fort Knox. That's an armor school. Uh, an armor base, armor, Fort Armor, you, uh, you know what I'm getting at. Um, I did not go to armor school. Uh, they had me destined for other things, but I had my basic training in Leadership Academy and NCO Academy there. Anyway, uh, you know, you'd be marching along in a, dr- in a formation and these tanks would pass you by on roads, um, generally gravel-type roads on the base. The power and the weight and the armament, um, how thickly they were protected, these tanks, 
It's just amazing. And the whole ground would shake as they went by. You know what I mean? Yes. The thunder through the ground. Yeah. <clears throat> well, let's see here. What else do we have? Last thing was in 1943. We skip now to 1996 when Osama bin Laden issues the message entitled A Declaration of War Against the Americans Occupying the Land of the Two Holy Places. Two thousand five Hurricane Katrina forms over the Bahamas, later becoming Category Five Hurricane. All right. Famous birthdays. Here we go. Mercy, I do not recognize this picture, but I know the name. This woman is still alive. It's Barbara Eden. Oh, I dream of Jeannie. Well, she looks so much different. In the, let me show you the picture. Oh, yeah. She looks wonderful. Well, she does, but I mean, I don't recognize her. Hmm. Anyway. She looks different than she did in Jeannie. For sure. <laughs> so, uh, she's alive and celebrating her 91st birthday. What she else? is an American actress, singer, and producer best known for her starring role as Jeannie in the sitcom I Dream of Jeannie. And uh, some of her movies and TV shows include I Dream of Jeannie 15 Years Later, Flaming Star from 1960, it looks like Elvis may have been in that movie as well, and from 1991, I Still Dream of Jeannie. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, incidentally, she is five feet four inches tall. Perfect. Um, did I hear you chuckle back there? Never. Oh, okay. Well, anyway. I'm thinking about the funny episodes that her and uh, the two uh, Air Force characters on there were, Tony and, and uh, Bill. <laughs> that were their character names. Well, you have pretty good memory. <laughs> but, you know, think of some of these shows over the years that, um, well, I Dream of Jeannie, for example. Um, you know, I don't know of any network, old or whatever, rerunning any of those. Maybe the, there is one, but I'm not aware of it. And oh, yeah, some of these older shows, it would be fun to see again. Yeah, there's one network on that, that does. What's now, its name? Um, I want to say it's the POP Network, P-O-P. I don't know if it's on Spectrum or not. You have Spectrum, correct? I think so. Yeah. But uh, anyway, I've I've seen it on a couple different ones, and maybe the TV Land channel carries it sometimes too, but I've actually seen a couple episodes on there. And Some evening I'm going to call <clears throat> you and see if you can tell me these things while I have my remote in hand and can 
yeah. see if I have access to it. Yeah, well, you can go to your guide on your remote. Just touch the button that says guide. It'll bring up every one of those well, I networks. I know that, but I mean. You can find them there. Okay. I may not remember the names of these networks. P.O.P. and. Um, maybe TV Land okay. Channel. Never heard of them. Yeah, TV Land plays a lot of old sitcoms and, uh, oh, the, you know, series, non-sitcoms, too. I think I would like that. Yeah, I see many of them on there that I liked. Uh, Three's Company is on there a lot. Now, you say I use Spectrum. What do you use? I have DirecTV. I see. Satellite. Okay. Yeah, so. Uh, so that's. that's uh, incidentally, Larry Hagman starred in there uh, in I Dream of Genie too. Mm-hmm. As uh, Tony, the one that presumably found <clears throat> Genie in a bottle when he landed from a space mission. Wish I could do that. Yeah. Okay, now Louis, let's see, let's see here. Louis the uh, 11th? No, 16th. XVI. That's it. 16th. Louis the 16th. XVI. Um. Born on, uh, let's see, this date in 1754. Didn't live a whole long time. He died in 1793. Louis XVI was the last king of France before the fall of the monarchy during the French Revolution. He was referred to as Citizen Louis Capet during the four months just before he was... Executed by guillotine. Wonderful. Yeah. You know, I have seen some gross things. I've never seen anything like that, and I don't want to. All right. Kobe Bryant celebrating a birthday today. No, he has passed. What am I thinking? But uh, were he alive, today would be his birthday. He was born in 1978, died in 2020. One of the best, for me, one of the best ever, and especially best ever clutch players when you needed a big shot. And what a personality. Oh, man, yes. Good dude, too, so. Now, here's another one, and <clears throat> I, I'm sure I should know all of this. I've The name's familiar, but I don't know why. This is another person who's passed way too soon. River Phoenix. He was born in 1970. He died in 1993. But I can't tell you what he was known for. Um... Do you remember the movie Stand By Me? Just sort of. About the four boys that were walking along the railroad tracks. And they oh. found a found a dead body. Okay, I guess there. I do remember it was that. Set in, uh, well, I think, maybe the late 50s, something like that. He was in that movie. He was also in Indiana Jones. Oh, yeah. In The Last Crusade of 1989. And uh, also in Dark Blood in 2012, and in 1991. Wait a, wait a minute, wait a minute, 2012. He died in 1993. Yeah, he did, uh, but they have this listed here, which I found kind of weird, too. Why would he be in there unless they filmed this, you know, obviously way before he passed. 
from some cuts. But at any rate, uh, that is one of his movie credits that are listed. Uh, River Jude Phoenix was an American actor and musician. Phoenix grew up in an itinerant family as the older brother of Rain Phoenix, Joaquin Phoenix, Liberty Phoenix, and Summer Phoenix. He had no formal schooling, but showed an instinctive talent for the guitar. A lot of creative names. Yes. Um, He uh, unfortunately You know, Jackie's Jackie's middle name is Jacqueline Rain. Like, you know, a shower, a rain. Mm -hmm. And Nick, uh, his kids have some... You know, interesting names. Yeah, they I do. I like it. Orion, Sedona, Camden. Yeah. Uh, Costa. In fact, um, yesterday was Costa's birthday. Oh yeah. yeah. How old? Six. Wow. No, wait a minute. Am I getting mixed up? Hard to believe those kids are. No, Camden was six yesterday. I'm sorry. Growing up so quick. Yeah. All right, two famous deaths to bring up. Where is that? Right. Yes, two. Uh, Rudolph Valentino. My goodness. Born in 1895, but died on this date in 1926. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. He, uh, good night. He has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven formal names. So, as we bypass those... <laughs> really? Yeah, unless are you any want of them. them. Are any of them familiar to you? None. Huh. I'll, I'll give it a try. Rodolfo Pietro Filiberto Raffaello Guglielmi di Valentina di Antonagulia, <laughs> known professionally as Rudolph Valentino. Thank goodness. <laughs> Amen for that. He was an Italian actor based in the United States, nicknamed the Latin Lover. Yeah. His photograph here, I've seen this face. And, um, yeah, he had quite a reputation. (laughs) Sounds like it. Okay, uh, the last person we have to mention, we have no birth date for them. But he died on this date in 1305, and it was that of William Wallace. William Wallace. Um, death in what year? 13? 1305, I believe. Yes, 1305. Okay. <coughs> Excuse me. William Wallace. Sir William Wallace. He was born in 1270. Was a Scottish knight who became one of the main leaders during the First War of Scottish Independence. Wallace defeated an English army at the Battle of Stirling Bridge in September of 1297. Yeah, I'm starting to remember some of this story. All right. Well, let's see here. We did that. Scott did a funny thing this morning. 
did I now? <laughs> That's I'm sitting, good. I'm sitting back at my desk. As opposed to the alternative. Not so funny. Okay. <laughs> no, you're, you're always polite. All right, so um, I'm sitting at my desk uh, going through the morning news and trying to pull things that would be of interest for the show. And my phone starts making a whole bunch of noise. <laughs> Text messages, right? So I look down, and it's from Scott. Okay, now I'm sitting in the same building. And, um... <laughs> Thinking, what's, what's going on? Is he okay? Yeah, yeah. Did yeah. he have to leave? And it turns out he has been, um, researching uh, old pictures of me. Uh, back in um, high school, and this this is sort of carry on from the reunion that I had last Saturday, my 55th class reunion. And he found a picture of the girl that I dated back then, and um, uh, he sent pictures of me in the orchestra, me in the band. Um, the guy that took my place when I stopped being drum major, I didn't like being drum major, I'll tell you that. I'd rather be a drummer. So I only have one season. Randy Spears took my place and sent me a picture of Randy. And what else did you send? It was it was funny. Oh, the strings and, and percussion, the, yeah. the band, the majorettes. Yeah, yeah. Um, some class pictures there too and Marsha 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know her family background was that of Logan yeah you, I didn't know and that. I, I think there's even some rind shelves that live there yet well anyway I'm just you know trying to help you out and you, uh, you said you were interested in maybe seeing those or digging out your yearbook so yeah, uh, I thought. Well, you know what? I'm saving a little digging here. Do you have your books? Yes. Okay. Yes, of course. I thought you said you did. Um, I would be a little hard pressed to find them at the moment. Yeah, me too. With mine. I'm guessing they're up in the loft above the master bedroom where we have a library, but I'm not sure. And. Um, you know, we're we're, we're kind of. Doing a little bit of reorganizing of the home since past, since Pat's passing, mm -hmm. and uh, she was an avid reader, so there's books all over, and we're trying to get them up in the library. Um, and um, anyway, Sky's helping a lot. Um, oh, good. Anyway, so. Time to, um, well, first of all, I see a caller trying to ring in, so let's do that first. Let me go to the right button, turn this up here, and say good morning. Hello. Oh, I must not have pushed this button over here well enough. There you go. Good morning. Hey, there, there you it got is. it. There it is. <laughs> I have a Marsha, Marsha, Marsha question. Uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> if you hadn't repeated your last year... Would you, Marsha, 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 become an item? Uh, she was a year uh, behind and me. I mean, is that why you were able to? Oh, no. 
You knew her before? Yes. Oh, oh, it. We dated you, two years, maybe three. Wow. It was really going strong there, wasn't it? She was very nice. Yeah. Wow. She yeah. had an older or a younger sister, Linda. And um, her father, Lloyd, was his first name. He was the char in charge of B.F. Goodrich stores in Columbus. And Mary Alice was his mother, or her mother. And I think she was just a homemaker. Anyway. Have, and I have another question. Yeah. Have you uh, hired a, or a, allowed a student to live in your place to watch your dogs and stuff? Um, yeah, yes. That's nice. And they're also helping with the home. Oh, there's more than one. No, no, no. I'm sorry. They are, that person is helping with um, getting the house a little bit better organized because we have a large home, as you know. And like uh, when everybody came in for this, the memorial service, every bed got used. Um, so, you know, doing the laundry, getting everything remade, um, it's it's a ch there's a definite uh, requirement there. You know what I mean. So it is a OU student, and no, this is this oh. is someone who also works here at this station. When you said Sky about helping your books there at the station, yeah, she's still working behind the scenes. She's just not being a disc jockey. Uh, you're going to hear more of her soon. Oh, she'll be back. Okay. And that is who's living there. Oh. Yeah. Gee. Now I have to look for that tall lady. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's pretty easy to spot. Andy, my grandson, is about a foot taller than me. And um He's been helping too, huh? No. But I, I was so I don't know, six months ago or so we took a funny picture with us uh, back to back. And the picture shows how much taller he is than me, right? Yeah. The other day, we were at a, with a social group down at uh, Pleasant Hill. And I made them take a picture of Sky and me back to back. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Because she's... She's six, taller than him, huh? She's six foot three. <laughs> and uh, I'm five five, you know. Anyway, she can get those cobwebs off the ceiling too when she's working there, huh? Yes. <laughs> oh, well, guess what we discovered yesterday? Oh my! We have mice in the ceiling in the production studio. Right there at the. Right, where you yeah. Are. So now we got to get a, some sort of um, exterminator involved. Like how a did, black snake. Hmm? Like a black snake. Not a snake. For <laughs> mice. For, I know. Did, we need a snake to put up there to get the oh. mice. I get it. Well, I think that would be worse than the mice. <laughs> Is she the one that helped discover them because she got close enough that she could hear him go squeak? squeak. No, Ch Ch Is it Chad? What's his name? Chad? Chad. Chad discovered it. Oh, Shad. You Chad. Mean. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well. I don't. I, lately, I've 
don't have the names of every employee perfectly like I used to. But Shad discovered them. So we're going to try to deal with that here. Well, maybe, maybe bring in one of those uh, kitty cats from the outside. Well, you, you're welcome to try anything <laughs> you want. Well, they, they won't get too close to people. Mm-hmm. so We have some wild cats. Yeah, we do. Here at the station. So Scott... Guy has another place to live besides your place, so she just visits. No, not at she, the present time. Oh, she's staying with you. Yes. Oh, that's great. Okay. And she makes the coffee in the morning. No. <laughs> no, I make. I, I, I rarely see her. I really right. It, you and you're still up to yourself getting up in the morning. You don't have somebody making sure you're getting up for the station. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Good. And now I'm fine, so I'll say goodbye. Okay, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye-bye. See ya. (laughs) All right. So, as I was going to say, by the way, our phone number, folks, if you want to join us, um, 740-592-6646. All right? And uh, we used to have two lines that would rotate. Mm-hmm. But I, I think the second line's not rotating anymore. So, anyway, I cleared the main line. Um, have you noticed them filling up the 6647? No. Okay. Mm-mm. I think something's wrong. There. Yeah, I haven't seen that one light up for a while. Yeah. But, yeah, we used to be able to go back and forth. Yeah. All right, so turning our attention to the news this morning. New York Times is what I'm referring to here. It says a surge in vehicle crashes is disproportionately harming lower-income families and black Americans. Not since the 1940s. Vehicle crashes seem as if they might be an equal opportunity public health problem. Americans in every demographic group drive, after all. If anything, poor families tend to rely more on public transportation and less on car travel. Yet, vehicle deaths turn out to be highly unequal. Lower-income people are much more likely to die in crashes, uh, research shows. The racial gaps are also huge, even bigger on a percentage basis than the racial gaps on cancer or ailments like that, according to the CDC. Okay, let's see if this makes any sense here. So here's a chart. I'll try to explain it. The rate of U.S. passenger vehicle deaths in 2019. So there were 8.21 deaths per 100,000 people that were black. 8.21. For Latino, it was 6.81. 
for white it was 6.33 and for Asian 1.42 the unequal toll from crashes is particularly notable now because the US is experiencing an alarming increase in vehicle deaths Pete Buttigieg the transportation secretary recently called it a national crisis of fatalities and serious injuries on our roadways and the toll is falling most heavily on lower income Americans and black Americans the reason for the increase remains somewhat mysterious according to experts but the consequences are clear more than 115 Americans have been dying on the roads on average every day this year Wow well today's newsletter will explore the likely explanations for the increase as well as its unequal impact and potential solutions so first let's talk about a date a, a decline reversed not so long ago the tend excuse me the trend in car crashes was a good news story the death rate began to fall in the early 1970s thanks in large part to the consumer movement started by Ralph Nader cars became safer states passed seatbelt laws drunken driving became less common the declines continued into the early 2010s as airbags became standard and vehicles began to include technology to prevent crashes But the situation changed around 2015 with the death rate mostly rising over the next several years. One reason seems to be distracted driving. By 2015, two-thirds of U.S. adults owned a smartphone, up from almost, almost none in 2006. The U.S. has also been less aggressive about cracking down on speeding than Britain and some other parts of Europe, and vehicles here tend to be larger. The engorgement of the American vehicle, as Gregory Schill of the University of Iowa has called it, can kill pedestrians and people in smaller vehicles. These patterns help explain why death rates have fallen substantially, substantially more in other countries than in the U.S. during the recent decades. As alarming as these trends were, the biggest increases have, been, have taken place more recently since the pandemic. In the spring of 2020, as COVID was transforming daily life, vehicle crashes surged. 
By the start of this year, the death rate had jumped about 20% from pre-pandemic levels. It has been the sharpest increase since the 1940s. Well, how did COVID lead to more crashes? At first, researchers thought that emptier roads might be the main answer. Open roads can encourage speeding, and speeding can be fatal. But even as traffic returned to near-normal levels last year, traffic deaths remained high. That combination weakens the empty road theory, right? The most plausible remaining theories tend to involve the mental health problems caused by COVID's isolation and disruption. Alcohol and drug abuse have increased. Impulsive behavior like running red lights and failing to wear seat belts also seems to have risen. Many Americans have felt frustrated or or unhappy, and it seems to have affected their driving. I'm going to stop reading this just for a minute, but my observation, and Scott, see if you agree with me at all. Okay. I have seen people far more riskier far more um, aggressive aggressive since COVID. Um, They seem to um, come up on you hard. Say you're on a two lane and they ride your bumper until they get a chance to zoom around you. Um, I just think there's more carelessness and more aggressive driving. Am I nuts? No. Well, not at this <clears throat> not particular this subject, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks, man. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I'll do what I can for but. you. You know that. But, uh, yeah, I've noticed that, too. And uh, particularly on East State Street, where the speed limit is 25, and you you see every now and then a person that's weaving their way from one lane to the other to get ahead one car to get to the stoplight. I'm sorry. Then they got to stop, you know, and then they do it again Mm -hmm. up to the next light Mm -hmm. or whatever, and then weave their way. And then they go underneath the overpass to turn up on the entrance right there by Bob Evans okay. where it morphs into one lane and you know the race is on right there people trying to get into that one lane mm. and you got the traffic coming down off of 33 hill and so it, you know it My, just becomes a matter of aggressiveness and you're picking out a specific area and I oh, I've got more oh I've got more too <laughs> in fact I'd like to add one okay um Pat and I uh, were getting some counseling. That's a good thing, folks, by the way. We loved it. 
and we were meeting with a woman down in uh, Pomeroy with Hopewell. Um, so every Friday eve, uh, late afternoon, we would go down that way. And the Route 30, what is that? 30, 33. 33 there mm-hmm. is two-lane for the most part. But there are some four-lane ch- chunks there at the at both ends of it. Mm-hmm. And the aggressive driving that we noticed, and it wasn't just people. It was trucks. Um, really puts you on edge. And still does. And I, I, I attribute this to the post-COVID stuff. Um, well, anyway. I just look at him and say, well, I guess your time is more important than mine and everyone else's safety here on this road. Yeah, but there, there are, um, what am I trying to say? Something your time. They are risking your time. Yeah, their time is more important than anyone else's. Because if there's an accident because of their carelessness or aggressiveness yep your time may be shortened yep that's right there's another one i if i may add quickly because i know we're getting short on time but uh i had no idea we only have two minutes yeah but coming up uh from stimson avenue from the roundabout there where the construction is Mm -hmm. there's a yield sign there okay you got traffic coming off on a one lane area there now because that construction uh, you know, heading toward East State Street. But the traffic coming up from Stimson must not be able to see that yield sign. And I've seen a cars try to force their way into traffic there when, yeah. you know, there's three or four or five cars in a row. But, you know, by golly, they got to just push their way in. I get it. And I guess that yield sign must be invisible. I go to the post office every morning after yeah. the show, and then I come back on that route, and yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, listen, folks, uh, in view of the time here, uh, there's not really time to go much further with this particular uh, topic, but it's in the New York Times, the morning report. Um. Former Pakistan Prime Minister Imran Khan has been charged under anti-terrorism laws for threatening to judge and senior uh, threatening a judge and senior police officials in a speech Saturday. Um, again, more details certainly available on this. Dr. Anthony Fauci has announced that he's going to step down as director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. He's going to do so by the end of the year. All right. There is some light rain, they say, that could occur today. 84 will be our high. 56. In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H, FM. This is 
CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez in New York. Former President Trump's lawyers are asking a judge to appoint a third party to review documents seized at Mar-a-Lago before Justice Department officials can go over them. White House correspondent Stephen Portnoy. Trump's legal team is now trying to stop the FBI's review of what it took, claiming it's covered by executive privilege. Many legal experts say that's a specious claim likely to fail. CBS News legal contributor Keir Dougal says it may be too late. We're now two weeks in. Uh, presumably the government's been looking at these documents for the entire time. Two lawmakers from the same party are pitted against each other in today's primary in New York. CBS's Scott McFarland. After a messy and lengthy fight over redistricting here in New York, two powerful veterans.